Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. Uh, the Minister for Transport, Eamon Ryan, said the flights will be, not be coming from Britain and only ferries carrying haulage will be permitted. Uh, the airlines will not be flying. We need haulage coming in to, to keep our shelves full of food and so on. But other passengers will be restricted. Now, you may remember on Sunday, the UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson said there was no evidence the strain caused more severe, severe of an illness or higher mortality. But he said it did appear to be passed on easier. Uh, or easily, sorry. It prompted some European countries like Ireland, Italy, France, Germany, Belgium and the Netherlands to ban all flights in the UK. It seems to be a little bit premature in what they've done because there is no evidence, it seems, and I've, I've looked all morning, I've scoured the internet, there's no evidence this is any different to any other variation of COVID-19 over the last eight or nine months. And scientists have said that there's been thousands of variations. That doesn't mean, by the way, the vaccine won't work on it. There, I, I don't understand the science of it, but there's slight variations of the DNA or the protein code in the virus, right? Now... The Australia's chief medical officer, Professor Paul Kelly, said the UK strain known as N5O, they've even given us a name, N5O1Y mutation needs to be put into context. He said there's been thousands of mutations of this particular novel coronavirus and there is no definite evidence that this is a significant change in any of those. There has been more transmission in recent times in the southeast of the UK and this could, this may be just associated with the virus. Now, he's the Deputy Chief Medical Officer, Paul Arshad. Professor Alan Cheng also said it was not clear whether the UK variant was truly more infectious. It could appear to be just spreading faster for multiple reasons. For example, he said it could be simply a strain that was involved in a super spreading event. Maybe, you know, an event where a lot of people gather together or spreading in a part of the country where restrictions are less strict and adhered to than others. And he says higher viral loads could reflect detection earlier in the illness. In other words, what these experts are saying is that this is not a story, that this has been going on since the start of March. And the WHO themselves and many of their websites have noted, and scientists, that there have been thousands of variations of all viruses, by the way, not just COVID-19, you know, the common cold, the flu, everything. There are thousands of variations of these viruses, slight variations. It doesn't make them any more dangerous. It doesn't make them any more virulent. It doesn't make them any more susceptible to people or contagious. And the idea that they're saying it's more contagious could be linked and correlated with the fact they just happen to have a high number of cases in particular areas in the UK at the moment. And that basically countries have acted too quickly on this. Now, I suppose if they didn't, then they could be accused of acting too slowly if there was some problem. But they, they don't seem to understand why they've picked this particular mutation of the virus to put it into the news at this particular time just before Christmas. Anyway... It is what it is. The travel ban exists and I got an interesting email in relation to it. Hi guys, we're planning on having Christmas dinner at home with our three children and my husband's mother. One of our daughters lives and works in in London and was due to come home tomorrow but now her flight has been cancelled with Ryanair. My husband is devastated that our daughter is going through this and said that uh, she's had a very tough year when her, her relationship broke up in the UK and he said she needs to come home to be with her family. I've told my husband that it is, it's possible uh, possibly best she doesn't come home because my mother, who's now in her 70s, will be there. And according to the government, this new strain of the virus is going to spread quicker. Well, maybe what I've just read for you there, by the way, might ease your, I suppose, panic a little bit. But anyway, my husband and I had a huge row last night and I said that my mother should stay 
away if I feel concerned. He said my mother should stay away if I feel concerned. And I told him it would be better if our daughter stayed away and stayed in the UK as she would have to isolate and not be uh, in the house with my mother. I'll be honest, we were going to ignore the isolating procedure. But now I'm terrified with this new strain announcement and my mother may not be with us for too much longer. So I think it's more important that she spends time with us for dinner. My husband is adamant my daughter will be there on Christmas Day and it's just a mess with fighting and lots of anger in the household. Also, I have no idea how he's going to get her home, but he said he's going to get her here come hell or high water. I've told him he's being irresponsible, but uh, he has told me I am no better uh, than the COVID panic merchants online. And I'm taking this way too seriously as she is our daughter and she needs to come home. I'm just wondering, am I overreacting? And are other people still coming home from the UK or is it just us? So I suppose the question she's asking is, is it irresponsible now for people to be coming home for Christmas? No matter where they happen to be in Europe, by the way, particularly the UK. Is it irresponsible? I mean, many people had their flights cancelled over the next three or four days. The next three or four days would be the busiest period, particularly the day before Christmas Eve, the busiest period for people coming home for Christmas from the UK. Thousands and thousands of people come home from the UK. Do you think it's now irresponsible for those children? And they, most of them will be, you know, children. When I say children, they'd be anywhere between 18 and 50, I suppose, to come home from the UK to their, spend time with their parents. Is it irresponsible of them to come home? Let me know what you think. I mean, the email basically suggests that, you know, the husband is more, more or less saying, well, then leave your mother at home if you're that concerned. Our daughter's more important. I don't, she's probably, he's probably right, really, isn't it? The daughter is more important. Their family. Let me know what you think. The number's 87 Is it irresponsible for people to come home from the UK now that the government has made this announcement? Because, let's be clear about it, although they've cancelled the flights from London and from the UK to Ireland, there are still ways to get here. Uh, Fran, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Fran? How you doing, Oil? Happy Christmas to you. Happy Christmas, Fran. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know, if it was your daughter or your son, and I don't know if you do have any children living in the UK, but, I mean, would you still want to have them come home? Yes, 100%. Yeah, this whole virus seems to be tearing families you apart. Know, when you look at what they're doing, the PCR test is unreliable. They are basing all the decisions and the factors on a unreliable test. Well... That's according to you, and they will argue, and obviously I want to just give the balanced argument, they will argue mm. that it is reliable, that obviously it will have false positives and false negatives. Yeah. But, they, I, but I, I get what you're saying. They're basing public policy on a test that you believe can't be trusted. Well, if, if you had a test that was actually 100%, you know, 100% accurate, you could say, okay, yes, they're making genuine decisions and realistic decisions on a test. Now, I, I'm surprised is, at the latest story because I'm listening to you know, other health agents from around the world, and even, by the way, our own HSE seemed very unclear this morning when I heard him on, uh, on RTE uh, from the HSE. And I'm surprised that they're taking this story as seriously as they are because scientists have come out to say there are thousands of different mutations of the virus. Now, one query I would have, would this be in relation to Brexit talks that every European country stopped people travelling to and from England? So you're believing there's some sort of conspiracy behind this? No, I wouldn't say conspiracy. I said it's just convenient. Convenient. Okay. Okay. Well, you maybe. Well, maybe England some people have argued this morning that it was convenient in the sense that maybe, particularly in the United Kingdom, uh, people in that part of the country had become quite complacent to the rules and regulations, and the this particular announcement. Although, they've, by their own admission, it's not any more dangerous, it's not going to give you any more illness, it's not going to kill any more people, 
but yet they brought this news out in the hope that people would be more compliant. And then suddenly the whole of Europe have taken it on board. Yeah, but look, I mean, everybody's jumping on this COVID vaccine and COVID, you know, everything is COVID. There is well, nothing else existing in the world. Well, I, I would agree with you, that, that, and we should be talking about other things too, but in saying that, is it, it is a global pandemic, I suppose, and that's why people it's are talking. No, it's nowhere near even a global pandemic. Look, I mean, look at the right. figures. Even if you take the figures that the HSA are pumping out, which is in the region of 2,000 dead, which it is a, you know, it is a tragedy. Sad with anybody passes, family. of course, yeah. You know, it is tragedy. For 2,000 out of 5 million, the numbers just don't add up for a pandemic. Like, I mean, when this started, people were thinking they're going to be dropping in the streets, they're going to be, you know... Well, that was certainly the impression we were given at the start, yes, of course. They've actually changed their attitude now in relation to it, and it's not protect each other, it's protect our health service. Our health service, which most governments have neglected throughout the years. So we are trying to protect the health service that is inadequate for the actual general public. So we, we're basically the patsies for the government, is what you're saying. This is, this is okay, exactly okay, well, okay, but get, getting back to this particular story. So if this was your daughter coming home, you, you'd get her home somehow, would you? I'd get her home somehow. If you had to swim, I'd like... I'd with open arms, and mm. I'd bring them in, and I would not even bat an eyelid. Well, there, there, there's a suggestion a lot of people will be coming home through Belfast. Now, mind you, Arlene Foster has said today she's now looking into whether it would be legal uh, to close or to stop flights coming in from the UK, mainland UK, into Belfast. Um, Duty at this stage, care what's legal and what's not legal. Well, they don't seem to know, to be honest with you. Okay, they're making it up as they go along. Okay, but but she'll have to ask the Attorney General anyway. But stay there for a second, Fran. So Fran, come hell or high water, doesn't believe this is irresponsible. The family is more important and he believes he would bring his daughter home. Maura, stay there, Fran. Maura, you're on Classic Kids. How you doing, Maura? Hi, and I. Happy Christmas. Happy Christmas. Maura, is it irresponsible now for these people? I mean, tens of thousands would be travelling home in the next three days, have all had their flights cancelled, but many will figure out a way to get here. I actually think it is now. You think it's irresponsible? I do, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And why is it more irresponsible now than it was, say, last week? Or do you think it was irresponsible well, last week? Things, things have gone crazy in the last week with the amount of cases we have here. England is just off the Richter scale. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Now, I myself personally have underlying health issues, and so has my partner. We have rearranged Christmas That's just the two of us here. Yeah, we and, and you know, and that's that's good advice, Maura, because by your own admission, you've underlying health conditions. Yeah, and, and I would expect you to do that. Yeah, we both have Christmas presents are gone. No, we can't go into the shopping centre. But when you say case numbers have gone up, and yes, I, I, Tony Holan mentioned that, but this particular two weeks or three weeks of the year, particularly up to the middle of January, we would always see a massive increase in people being unwell with viruses, be it influenza or be it whatever viruses happen to be prevalent at the time, because it is the season for it. People tend their immune system are a little bit lower because of the bad weather, etc. So it would be quite normal for hospitals to be very busy this time of the year with people presenting themselves with colds and coughs and sniffles and all sorts of different things. Well, that gentleman that was speaking there is very correct. The health service is just crazy. Well, it always has been. It has been for 30 years. Even during the boom here, the hospital, there was still people on trolleys in the hospital. So nothing went towards the hospitals. Yeah. You know what I mean? But we don't want to get our hospitals in the state that they are in Northern Ireland. Well, why, was it always, why was it always okay for our hospitals to be in that state for the last, say, five or six years, particularly I've noticed we've talked about it every year. Well, so, they, kept on, they kept on cutting the funding. 
well, they, in fairness, they didn't. They put more money into it last year. We still end up with the same problem. We had a lack year. of, we had a lack of, uh, the bad, bad administration and lack of staff is the reason why we have a bad situation and in the hospitals every year. But the point that Fran is making is, okay, we accept that the health service is a mess and it has been for years. But, been. Now, but now what they're saying is, instead of the government fixing the health service, what they're saying is, you all stay at home and don't get sick anymore. Yeah. Now, I have a niece over in, in Scotland at the moment, and she's absolutely devastated now because it's not looking likely she'll get home. Mm. And her family is devastated and all that. But at the same time, you know, she lives in a house over there with another girl, and it's one Christmas. That's all it is. It's just one Christmas. And if people were to listen and just do what they're asked, like people have ignored all this now from the very beginning. I don't. I, I know, Maura, with the greatest respect, I think people have curtailed their lives greatly. I think people's quality of lives, everybody's quality of life. Well, I there, there has been, a prisoner. Yeah, but there has been exceptions, Maura. There has been people out there who don't give a shite. I get that, yeah, right? And they just go, uh, no, I wouldn't say a lot. It's, when but you look at the no population, a small percentage of people walk around like there's nothing going on. But the majority yeah. of people, whether they liked it or not, because it was imposed on them, have had their lives curtailed, no holidays, working from know, home. Yeah, you know, so, so, I mean, saying that everybody has done their bit but there's a limit to what people can do more we're human beings I understand that now I do understand that but I'm just saying it's one Christmas okay well hang on let me let me just put that then if I can you know to, yeah. to Fran Fran one Christmas right one Christmas if you start if you go back to the start of March it was you know three weeks two, everybody two said, weeks actually yeah, well, yeah, flatten, flatten the curve yeah a couple of weeks we went and did that then it was another two weeks. Then it was wear the mask. Then it was restrict your move. Now you're just, you're nearly locked up in your house and everything is just going in one direction. Why can't the government come out and say, instead of rushing for 14 million for the vaccine, spend 14 million on educating people how to protect their immune system, how to protect the elderly, how to protect the sick, give in good guidelines that they need to be following to try reduce this so-called uh, virus. You know, if you just keep saying it's just, that is not the answer. It's just a mask. It's just two weeks. It's just five weeks. It's just Christmas. Look, I mean, last year it was just Patrick's Day. Patrick's Day now is off the cards for next year. Already. Okay, okay. Well, 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 it's a, well, it's a fair point, Maura. A lot of people are of the opinion that at this stage it should be, okay, let's protect the vulnerable, but everybody yeah, else yeah. let's get back to their normal lives. Because, yeah, because let's be clear, the virus... To most people, the majority, the vast majority of people under the age of 65, it's less dangerous than influenza, than the flu. Yeah, well, I'm under the age of 65. But you have an underlying condition that you pointed out. I do. Does that mean I have to remain in my own home? But you, with the greatest respect, Maura, and I say this respectfully, because you have an underlying condition and, you're, and so does your husband, that doesn't mean the whole of society has to, have, has to you know, go, stop, stop existing. You know, that, unfortunately, that's something that you have to deal with and be responsible about. Yeah, well, I am very responsible. Okay, but but if you know, that's like like if you have two people who are unwell and who are susceptible to something, and you the thousand people who weren't who are perfectly fine, should the thousand people all have to stay in their houses to protect the two people? Does that make any sense? Well, no, that wouldn't make not, any sense. No, obviously not. No, so the point that I make it is that we, that we, we should be helping you more in every way we can on any support systems that are out there available to the state should be, you know, educating you and helping you to avoid getting yourself into a nasty situation. But for everybody else, who the, the majority of people, the virus is not a real risk to, 
the point no, is, the point Fran is making is they should get back to their normal lives again. Yeah, well, you have a high lot of people that do have online health issues. It's not the majority. Yeah, but it's not the majority with the greatest respect. It's not the majority. No, I'm not no. saying that. Yeah. But there's probably 30%. Oh, well, I don't know what the percentage is. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just saying. Yeah. Everyone has something wrong with them. But if we go by the actual data over the last eight months, and sadly the people who have passed on, very few people under the age of 65 have actually died. Right. So therefore, I... Maura, sorry, are you there? Did I have it lost you? Can you hear me? Oh, we're losing everyone's line today. I don't know what the hell has happened to people's line. Stay there, please, both of you. Let me go to Carl before I go to the break. Carl, you're on Classic Kids. Uh, Carl, is it irresponsible to have people coming home for Christmas? What do you think? No, I'll... Usually when I ring you and I love your programme, I, I could talk to you forever. But I just said to your producer, I, I, I just, I don't know where I stand anymore. Why? Oh, you're, you're kind of caught in the middle now, are you? Well, I, I, like, I, Fran, when, when he came on, I agreed. Is that Fran might be still on the line there? I, yeah, he is, I, yeah. I, yeah, well, yeah. I agreed with everything he said, and then, then, then I, I probably would have, you know, kept very, very low this Christmas because it's just one Christmas I would have gone down that road. What concerns me is what's coming after Christmas. Am I ever going to get my life? I mean, already now we're talking about. I mean, are we going to be locked down till March now? You know. Well, the the word. If I go back six months ago, April was mentioned six months ago. If you remember when we were talking about level, uh, when they introduced, I wasn't six months ago, it was about four months ago when they introduced the levels. Do you remember April seemed to be some sort of D day? Yes. And, and it still seems to be heading in that direction. But I think it was hinted at almost. The, the vaccination came and, and everybody cheered and I was one of them. You know, we, I, I know you've had people on your programme who say they don't want it. and are That's fine. Yeah, they're quite entitled to choose it, yeah. So, sorry? They're quite entitled to, I suppose, yes, if they yes, don't want it. Yes, I agree. Yeah. But a lot, the more people that take it, the more people that don't have COVID, but sure, surely the sooner we, we'll open up again. So yeah, I'm not really yeah. too concerned if somebody doesn't want to take it. I'll take it. And the vast I'll take their people. dose as well, yeah. And exactly. And <laughs> if I went to a pub now and they said to me, will you produce your vaccination card? I would, anything for a point without having a, a menu stuck up me, you know what? I yeah. quite happily produce my, my, my car. Okay, but I, I, do you have kids, Carl? Do you have, your, do you have teenage children? No, I don't. That's okay. why I, I don't want... And I don't have my... my both my uh, parents and my father was, lived quite... to be late, late 80s, but he's gone. They're all gone. Yeah. I don't have any kids, so I can stay at home with me. Can you understand why people might want their children home for Christmas? I can. I can. And that's where I just... I, 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 my, 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 I really am suffering very badly from the mental side of it. I can feel it in my own brain. I just don't know where to go anymore. And the thoughts of this going on for month after month after month in the new year has made me even worse. So if you had a daughter in the UK... I would like to see her, yes. Yeah. But if she said to me, we'll just give it one year, I would say yes. But the problem with Tony Hoolan and the gang is I don't believe them anymore, Niall. I don't believe the data. I don't believe that we're, that it's going to be one more year. I heard today that we're going to have the wet pubs open, aiming... I, I'd heard that March. Originally, March the 17th. Anyway, I now, feel sorry now, for now, pub now, owners. Now somebody said today, don't count on that. Well, uh, I, well, I only heard today that Simon Covey says that the Cabinet are meeting on Tuesday. And um, not only now is he hinting towards further restrictions from Tuesday, most likely there will be. Um, now, they did, as you know, open up the county travel ban, uh, you know, for Christmas, but it looks like they may be closing that again before Christmas. Well, I work in a wholesale business now, so it hit me because I would have done an awful lot of my travelling. I'm going to predict something. I'm going to predict by Wednesday, I'm going to predict that uh, they will announce that on Stephen's Day, everything will be closing again. And I mean everything. We'll we'll reopen. Mm -hmm. When do I think? Yes. Do you want me to be totally honest? I'm very, very worried now at this stage. I'm extremely worried that even if COVID vanished in March, let's just say it vanished yes. in March, 
that the government have got so used to doing this now, and governments around the world, not just our government, yes. that if we had a bad flu season next year, that they'll close it down again. That's, that's the very point I was listening you know, to. You, you, so no, I, I, I'm, worried about, I'm worried that there's now a social conditioning and a level of acceptance to doing this on a regular basis. Can, can, you, can you hear me now? Yes. There was a, I was listening to talk radio today, and they, they, they're very much on your side of things. They're, 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 they're totally against Boris. They say he's panicked and he's upset the whole... Well, I, I, I t- by the way, I, I absolutely want to agree with that. I believe this story that's come out this weekend and we're talking about today and why they've had these travel bans, I believe it was preempted. I believe it was uh, premature. Uh, They don't even know anything about this strain and yet they've just banned all flights and people coming home. And we've had thousands of mutations of this virus. Thousands. Mike Mike Graham on talk radio today, he doesn't even believe in the variant. He said that that Hancock made that up because they wanted to lock the place down. Well, they wanted more compliance, yes. He was on from the Daily Mail and he reckons that this is a new thing. Now, he's not a conspiracy theorist and neither am I but he reckons that this is a great way of governments keeping you locked down forevermore and that, that, that they, they've, they've lost the run of themselves now. The power has overtaken and they can now literally dictate your... See, I, I mean, you have, you, you have to understand, I mean, obviously they've had a huge increase in cases in the southeast of England and, and the reason for that according, and I'm just looking at, there was an examination done by, um, this is in Australia by the chief medical officer, who doesn't believe it by the way, and he said the reason they're correlating the two, they're saying because there happens to be a mutation, and he said there's thousands of mutations, and there has been since March, it just happens to be in that area. They're putting the two and two together and saying, oh, that must be the reason, without any actual evidence of it. But the big question is, now, when you want to take it to a further scale, are governments around the world now putting themselves in a position where they can just dictate your Yeah, but see, here's the thing, and I'm, I've thought about this, and I, I think about it all the time, uh, Car, with the greatest respect. I've, and by the way, can I just say, I'm not a, a COVID denier. I believe there is a virus. Oh, of yes, course there's a virus. Myself. Yeah, absolutely. And there is a virus that does kill people, particularly those who are vulnerable or elderly. Uh, but here's the thing. If there was a purpose behind all the lockdowns and this control, as people call it, what is the purpose? I, I still can't put my head around that. Power. But it wouldn't be just about power because surely they're losing well, I mean, no, millions. I mean, don't tell me that if, 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 if you said if the whole COVID thing went tomorrow, please don't tell me that Nevitt and all these guys that are on the radio non-stop, even when I'm travelling around rural Ireland, they're on all the stations, KFM, Midlands, one. I don't know when they do any work, by the way, all these professors, because they, I couldn't afford they spe- Yeah, they the seem to become, they've become celebrities now, now, haven't they? Yeah. The now, don't try to tell me that all of a sudden, if, they, if, 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 if on March the 31st they were on the radio and on April the 1st the whole thing was cleared, that they wouldn't. That the old, everyone has an ego, Noel, and every, you know they 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 they're, they're, they're egotistical that they're not getting a, a, somebody ringing them up saying, "Well, what do we do?" I, I'm, I'm wondering. I mean, I'm Maura. Sorry, Maura, are you still there? I am indeed, yeah. Noel. Yeah. Uh, let me ask you just one thing before we get to break, Maura. When you watch RT News or you listen to experts on radio, yeah. be it here or be it on News Talk or be it on any other radio station mm-hmm. wherever it is, and you hear Professor this and Professor the other, and they all seem to have different opinions. Do Do you believe them? Do you believe everything they say on um, RTE, for example? I'll be honest with you, no. The deaths, I don't. The new cases, yes. Okay, when you say... I don't. Well, people do are dying, yes, of course. If somebody falls off a wall and splits their head open and dies, right? And they happen to be COVID positive, of course. They could have a COVID death. COVID-related death. Mm. Well, that's completely untrue. You know what I mean? Mm. And... um, no, I, 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 I'm just concerned. The news scares me. Does it, does it, that's, what I'm, well, that's what I'm saying. Somebody like yourself me. with an underlying condition, yeah. does the news, it does, does it frighten you? It scares me, yeah. Okay, no, and I, I understand that. I get that, I get that. It does scare me. Yeah, this is the problem, Carl, you know what I mean? There, there are it, people you, who are scared. If you have no immune system, you are very, very scared. And like mm. that gentleman said, like the mental 
torture that you're actually going through. It's just unbelievable. And, and you, you, sound, you sound almost a little bit upset when you're saying that. I mean, you, your life has been turned upside down yeah. since last March. Yeah. And yeah. do you go out, Maura? Do you get, get to go out? How can I go out? So you don't go out at all? My partner goes over to the supermarket. He had a heart attack in June. Um, so like, he's on the line now. And would well. you go for a little walk or something? Would you, she I, can't walk. I'd have to be in. Oh, sorry. What, what, so, okay, sorry then. Now, maybe that's rude of me, didn't it? You didn't even ask you what your underlying health condition was. Oh, God, what? no. That's a different problem. <laughs> well, sorry. It's a whole conversation <laughs> in itself, is it? Okay. I'm not so, so you can't, you can't walk very far now. I can walk a bit in the house on a walking stick. Yeah. Right, okay. But going out, I can't. And what about a little drive up to Hoth Head and maybe just stand out in the car park, get a bit of fresh air? Are you doing any of that even I, or something? I, I done that once. Yeah, we yeah. went out to Donabate. Okay, yeah, okay. And, but like, I can literally get out of the car and stand. Because it's important you get out for your own yeah. mental health. It's yeah. important yeah. you get out. But you know. like, if you've no feeling in your feet, it's very difficult. Oh, I'm no, sorry I, to hear that. Jesus you know, Christ. I'm sorry to hear that. That's awful. No, but however, Maura, and, and you know, I, there's like I always think about myself because I couldn't go on holidays or I can't go here or I can't go there, and I'm thinking, you know, oh, it's really bad, but there's always somebody worse off than yourself. And Maura, obviously, you're in that position, and I, I genuinely have a lot of sympathy for the situation Thank that you. you're in and, and the way you. that you're feeling. Um, you. And I know that the news scares the living daylights out of you. I understand. It, it does. It does. Yeah. All right, listen, i got to go to break. Maura, keep well. And listen, have a, try and have a nice Christmas, all right? I will indeed. I'll all right, see I'm you. Happy, you know. Thanks a lot. See you, Maura. Bye-bye. All right, got to take a quick break. Uh, before I do that, here's a message on WhatsApp. How are you doing, Noel? Yeah, my daughter was due to come home with the two grandchildren and her husband, and uh, everything has been knocked on the head, unfortunately. They can't even go and visit his parents and the granddad because uh, it's just so... She said the area where she lives outside London is called Basildon. It's the second most infected area in the whole of England and in the uh, area of Essex. So she said people are just picking her up like, I don't know, the flu, would you say? She said uh, normally people would be getting sick after a while or they were avoiding being in contact with each other, but this one just seems to like a flea. It just jumps from one person to another. doesn't seem to be as uh, any worse than what's out there already, but whatever strain it is, she said people are, the whole areas are just being closed down and Everywhere has been overrun by us, especially in the schools where she works. Thanks, Morris. All right, just to clarify whether Morris is saying there, obviously he believes what, the, what he's been told, that this particular variant, mutation, strain, whatever word you want to use, is more infectious. There's no evidence of that, by the way. Absolutely none. They've put this story out of the news. And according to the Chief Medical Officer, Professor Alan Cheng, and also uh, other Chief Medical Officers uh, in the Australia as well, they said there's no evidence of this. They're just correlating the two. There might be just a super spreading event going on but in Australia, or should I say, in the southeast of England at the moment. And they're putting two and two together and saying that it's the mutation. One of thousands. Keep WhatsApp at the numbers 087-188-0008. That's 087-188-0008. Now, I was going to play a WhatsApp message there before. The playing that the background there on WhatsApp. No idea what's going on. All right. Now, uh, getting back to the callers of this, um, is it irresponsible to allow your daughter or son to come home for Christmas? Is it irresponsible to allow your daughter or son to come home for Christmas? Let me go to Mary. Mary, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Mary? Hi, Niall. How are you? Good. Mary, Merry is it irresponsible Christmas. to have the kids coming home for Christmas now that the government has made an announcement and banned all the flights? No, I feel sorry for the elderly, the really uh, older people that are living on their own and they have family abroad and they ca- they'll be spending Christmas all alone. Let it be in the city, countryside, wherever. They're the ones I feel sorry for. Now, I know mm-hmm. I, I am, I'm kind of torn between two sides. I have family abroad myself and I don't want them to come home. But I say my mother, it's upsetting her 
it's upsetting my cousins over, my family over. It's upsetting everyone. But I think we need to do this to try and stop it or to kind of bring down the numbers, if anything. But a lot of people have done this. When I say done this, it's only a time of the year. And as somebody mentioned last night, COVID-19 doesn't respect, you know, holidays. Right? It doesn't even know when Christmas is, right? So families have done this now since last March. There are people who haven't seen their children who'd normally be home two or three times. Haven't I seen know. them all year. And and we're asking them again now, listen, the most important time of the year, and this particular message, by the way, mentioned to the daughter who's in a bad way because her relationship broke down. And she wants to come home to see her family. You know, I mean, it's very difficult. I mean, we can't have a virus tear families apart either. I know, but like when you have elderly parents that are at home and you don't know whether you'll be able to see them Mm -hmm. or you might never see them because we don't know how long this virus is going on. And I know know that the virus doesn't know whether it's Christmas, Easter, whatever, but I still think... If we just, just for two weeks, kind of like stop people from traveling. But we, 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 we keep getting told for, I mean, the very start of this back in March, it was for two weeks. Flatten the curve. Then it was another three work. weeks. Then it was six weeks. Then it was another month or so should do this. And sure, look, here we are now, nine months later. It's, it's nearly a year now. I know. And then you're talking about after, like, you're talking about when the shops are going, uh, doing mm-hmm. their January sales, you're going to have more increases, more increases. Well, yeah, but here's the thing I wanted to mention, right? Now, they're talking about the shops, right? Now, I'm looking at the chart here released by, released by the HSE, and this is in relation to outbreaks that we've had around the country, right? And mm-hmm. and this is up to and including midnight on the 20th, 28th of the 11th, so just, the, the, just a couple of weeks gone, right? Mm-hmm. And it tells you the most... So the, the majority of outbreaks were in private houses, okay? 2,435 outbreaks in private houses, okay? Uh, 4,688 are open, or, so they have open and closed events, right? 7,000 in total, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. In hospitals, 189, as we would imagine, care homes and residential institutions, 354 and 282, respect, uh, respectfully. So though they are the, the, the highest, right? When we go to the things like retail, right? Let's look at retail, for example, uh, which, you know, you would imagine because that's the most amount of people that you see in one place, all right? Out mm-hmm. of the, compared to 7,000 in the family home, 212. Yeah. In retail. Or actually, sorry, less, less, sorry, sorry, 27 in retail, should I say. 27. There's only been 27 outbreaks since March in retail. And even yeah. that, no one's actually died. So, well, I mean, so when I'm looking at then as well, guest houses and B&B, since March, 23 outbreaks. Yeah. Compared to 7,000 in the family home. So, yeah. and if you look at even better again, I mean, hotels, 11. Um, so why are they picking on the bars and restaurants when you look at bars, public houses, um, for example, 23 in the whole year? 23 cases, oh, outbreaks. Yeah, the only thing is, Niall, I, well, I'm a carer myself and I work part-time in a bar. And when the bars were opened, there, when was it? Was it at the start of November, September? Well, the, well yeah, the, well, the gastro yeah, bars are back open now. Yeah, yeah. No, but this was this was the wet pubs. Oh, the wet, the wet pubs. They yeah, opened for yeah, a very yeah. short period of time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There was only like three days or something yeah, like that, yeah. whatever it was. But I was the only one wearing a mask, and my boss. But but in saying that, there was no. Uh, with the greatest respect, there was no need to worry because. If you look at what's happening and you look at these figures, right, when we're talking about cases, this is not deaths, obviously, right? Mm-hmm. 
I would say I don't have a calculator to hand, but if I'm looking at the three top ones, 7,123, 354, and uh, we'll see, 189, and three something or other there, or 282, oh, yeah. which are residential care, nursing homes, the family home, and hospitals. They make up 90%, probably around 90% of the cases in the country. So mm-hmm. the majority of people are not catching COVID-19 anywhere else, really, apart from these places. So why are but we I locking would, down everywhere else? But I'm talking about my own experience, right? I was the only one, my bosses, as I said, wearing, and we were taking numbers, doing everything by no, the No, book. I, I get, no, I get what you're saying, and you but were being like, responsible. I, I understand that. myself. I was protecting my family. I was protecting the people I... I'm looking after. I mean, look at the people who are religious. Now, I'm not religious. I couldn't care less about the churches opening or closing, right? But in saying that, people are religious and do care. Um, Religious, okay, I'm looking here. Since March, there's only been 18 outbreaks in religious or other ceremonies. Now, that could be weddings, by the way, or anything like that as well, Mm -hmm. which most likely it would be weddings. It wouldn't be actually in churches for, for Mass on a Sunday. I mean, some of these are ridiculous. For example, personal grooming services, which I'm assuming, by the way, is hairdressers and barbers. Yeah, Yeah, Mm -hmm. since March, only five Five compared yeah. to seven and a half thousand or nearly 90 percent of, of the total uh, coming from the house, residential, uh, residential cares or institution and nursing homes. So there's no need to close these places. And the evidence clearly points there's no outbreaks in these places. Well, very little. Yeah, so it doesn't make any people, sense. If people start coming home, then you might have outbreaks. The numbers will, will rise. Do you think so? I think so. I really do think so. I think numbers will rise anyway. Well, they probably will. Because that's the way these things work, isn't it? They go up and down and, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's like the flu, the normal flu. Well, yeah, it goes up and down. down. Yeah, Yeah. well, the the flu is seasonal. It's a little bit different. But, yeah, but in saying that, the numbers go up. It's like a curve. They go up and they go down again. And that's the way it seems to be happening everywhere in the world at the same rate. But, But but But, okay, so you think it is irresponsible to bring, to have children coming home or family coming home for Christmas? I, yes. Okay. And I... As I said, I'm torn between two sides because I could see it myself, my own family, my own relatives, and I have cousins in America and abroad in other countries, and they can't come home to their elderly parents. And the elderly parents then are suffering because they can't have anyone, like you said, mass. They can't go to mass. Yeah. Do you know, they can't go for their pension. They can't do their shopping. I've been I feel so this. sorry for I've them. been doing this for them. Yeah, I know. I feel so sorry for the elderly who are isolating or trying to avoid any contact with people. I mean, because at that stage of their life, you know, they look forward to those little kind of events and the community and everything else. Keep a smile on their face. Um, Thank you for that. I'm going to come to Niall, by the way, after the break, um, whose brother isn't coming home from the US. Uh, But let me know what you think. Is it responsible or irresponsible? Just to let you know, by the way, we are fair, by the way. When when you send us in a message, whether it's bad or good, we play them all. You know, Niall, I I listened to your show for about seven years now. It used to be a good show. But now it's turned into the loony show. Ah, right. You are such an irresponsible broadcaster. Mm -hmm. The things that you say to people, you go totally against everything that is being told. Everything. For truth. Truth. And the reason why the politicians won't come onto your program is because you're a nutcase. I'm a nutcase. There you go. Politicians won't come onto this show because politicians, particularly at this particular moment in time, don't want to be challenged. In relation to the truth, your version of the truth and maybe my version of the truth are two different things. And because I don't agree with you, you've listened to the show for seven years and you thought it was a good show, but now all of a sudden you don't because you don't agree with me. If you don't agree with me, that's fine. Come on the air. You're quite welcome to challenge me. That's what Impartial Radio is all about. But don't moan about it and don't make it personal. See what you just did there? You ruined your whole argument. You caught me a nutcase. 
You call me the worst broadcaster on radio. Clearly not when I've won several awards and our ratings are going up. So you're wrong. You're factually incorrect about that. So your truth isn't truth, really. So what you're doing is you're disagreeing with me. I think I've stated today is factually correct. And if you want to, you're quite welcome to, to, to email us in and we'll send you a link to whatever source you want or anything that I've said on the air today. So it's all factually correct. What I've said to you about what they've said in Australia in relation to the strain, it's factually correct. What I said to you about what Boris Johnson said is factually correct. So if you don't want to believe that that's the truth, that's fine. Maybe you have a different version of the truth. You're welcome to come on the radio, have a chat about it, as long as you don't make a person and start calling me names. You know, because otherwise... Because you're a nutcase. I'm a nutcase. Because you're a nutcase. <laughs> it's amazing how people lose their argument very quickly when they do that. Niall, how are you? How are you, Niall? How are things? Good, Niall. Nice to talk to you. Your brother is not coming home. He's not doing a Christmas for you. He's not driving home for Christmas. No, no. Um, well, my mum's in our 80s anyway. Okay, understandable, understandable. And uh, besides, he's afraid to come out in case he doesn't get back in again. Even though he's a resident, he, he, he's been over there for years. Well, I think the rules in America at the moment, are the mar- there's no tourists allowed in from the Schengen area or from Europe. Uh, but I believe they, they do allow residents. If he has a residency, well, then he should be allowed back in again. Yeah, well, I mean, I think he, he just for one year. He yeah, he's been cautious. He's been cautious. And that's, that's kind of understandable. You know what I mean? Um, besides that, I think, I mean, I, I, I don't know, Matt I, I think we're uh, overrunning this. I think we're... We think we're overreacting to it. Yeah, yeah, we are. We are. Well, well, whatever about the virus itself, I think certainly this weekend and this idea of banning all the flights, I think that was a bit of an overreaction. If they were going to do that, they probably should have done it ages ago. Well, well, the only thing was, they're the last lockdown. Even though we were locked down, the cases were going up and up and up. Mm -hmm. Then all of a sudden, they dropped back down again. Mm -hmm. So I, I I think we should just leave everything open. Leave it all open. So And, and well, you can't just... I, well, I, there's arguments in, uh, for and against that and letting things just run wild and unfortunately you will end up with collateral damage where people will die. Uh, and mind you, no matter what sort of virus you have, people will die. Uh, but you're basically saying we... Sh- well, I hope you're suggesting we should uh, have people, say, under the age of 65 who would consider themselves healthy to go about by their normal lives and try our best to protect them, the vulnerable. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, well, proceed with caution. Okay. All right, okay. And I, I'm sorry to hear your brother's not going to get home now. Uh, Paul, you're on Classic Hits. I don't have much time with this. Paul, how are you? Niall, how are you doing? Paul, is it irresponsible for people to come home at this particular time? By the way, Niall, I, I don't always agree with you, but uh, you're, you're not really a nutcase. No, I don't think I'm a nutcase. Yes, I think they should give it a miss for this year. Yeah, okay. I, I, I honestly do. Um, just one year, uh, basically, is what well, more I was saying earlier on. Just, just one, one year. year was, as much as it hurts and it's hurting me, I'd be willing to forsake it for one year. And when you say, it's, when you say it's hurting you, Paul, have you got, have you got kids abroad? Uh, my son and uh, his partner and daughter are supposed to come home. They're not now coming. Okay, and where, where are they based? They're in Cheltenham. Oh, right, okay. So, okay. Yeah. All right, that's one of the worst areas that's, affected that's, at the moment. They're not, they're not coming home. All right, and have they planned to come home up they to, had, yes, they up had, to they yesterday? Booked, they had a booked and all, yeah, they had a booked and all. All right, okay. A conscious decision not to come. Okay, all right, okay. And, um, I, 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 you know, I, listen to some of your callers there, you think there was, no, there was nothing wrong out there at all, but... Mm. There's, there's, no, there's no doubt there's, there's an increase in cases there. people in the world dead, you know. Sorry, said again? There's nearly a million and a half people in the world dead because of this virus. That's an interesting figure, and it is true, 
But I could equally argue that as many people or probably multiples of that people would die from all different things as well. You know what I mean? We, we have to put things into context too. I know, I know. I mean, and, and this is the, what concerns me going forward. Every year, 600,000 people approximately die of influenza. Should we lock down the country next year if we've no COVID because of influenza? No, so, I don't think we should. No, I I, that's what I'm saying. So I think we, we have to put and things into perspective. For, for some reason, there's less, there's less flu about this year. I suppose that's because people are... Well, there isn't any. Much. According to the HSC, there's no yeah. cases of the flu this year, which that's I find like a miracle. And by, the, by the way, uh, the HSE has come in for a lot of criticism. I think they've done a pretty good job overall. I honestly believe that. Okay, happened. all right. Okay. When you look at what's going on in other countries, you know. All right, okay. Well, maybe maybe give the credit to the Irish people rather than the HSE, probably. <laughs> right. Yeah, well, no, you know, let's let's not forget when people are saying, are saying the, you know, the flight. No, no, the frontline workers, absolutely. Exactly. No, I, the I, I, la- I know frontline workers are working since last March and haven't got a break. You yeah, know? yeah. No, I, I wouldn't disagree with you. Fair play to them, the frontline workers. They're, 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 they're picking up the pieces of everything, really, aren't they? All right, keep texting, keep WhatsApping. Numbers 087-188-0008. Uh, thanks for that, and have a nice Christmas, even though I know you won't get to see your family. Because you're a nutcase. Oh, I'm, God. You've got to keep saying that, pal, all the time, are you? Because you're a nutcase. Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits.